Welcome to Life Church of Mobile's audio podcast. We hope that this teaching will challenge you in any season of life you may be in. Thanks for joining us and enjoy. Today, for just a moment, like I said, I'm probably not going to get to much of my notes, but I, I wanted to talk to you about remember. Everybody say remember. remember. You know, as uh, humans, we, sometimes we have forgotten to remember. And our tendency is to remember, our tendency is to remember the the things we should forget and forget the things we should remember. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You suddenly find yourself in the thought processes of thinking about all these things and all the, all of, all of the things in the past and all the things that have gone wrong and, and you suddenly begin to dwell on things that really you shouldn't be dwelling on when we really have forgotten the things that we need to remember. And so God wants us to remember today, you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power. And in Deuteronomy 8, that specific uh, passage is about getting wealth, but it's about so much more. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power. And I want you to know, even though in this country and in the world, We're in a time of crisis and there's a lot of stuff going on. Now is not the time to draw back in fear. And now is not the time to give in to the gloom and doom. Uh, It is a time to remember who our God is. Exodus 15, 11 says, Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, Thank you. Doing wonders. Our God is a God of wonders. Who is like you, Lord? Who is like you? Amen. Somebody's getting it. Doing wonders. In the midst of all of our challenges, in the midst of all of our problems, we forget who our God is and what our God does. We do not worship a dead God. We do not worship a dead religion or an empty philosophy. We worship a mighty God who is full of energy, who is full of life, and who is full of creativity, even in the midst of an election year. And you know, we can look around and think, and you're probably like me, you, you, you get kind of overwhelmed at times if you let yourself by what you listen to and by what you watch and by what you read. And, you know, I mean, I'm just telling you, you can feel overwhelmed like, oh my God, it's just over. What are we going to do? I mean, you know, I'm going to build a bunker somewhere and put three years food in. I'm not saying, hey, some of y'all might be doing that. That's all right. If, Whatever, I'm just believing God, I'll tell you that. I'm God, God's able, whatever. If he gives you a plan to do that, that's fine. But I'm just saying, if you aren't careful, you can overreact and forget who your God is. The mighty God that we serve is able to do all things. He has not changed. And being positive in a negative world is not naive, it's faith. God at times through the years has burst 
the greatest revivals the world has ever seen in the darkest times. Amen. I'm telling you, if we really believe our God is big, our God is mighty, our God is glorious, our God who can do all things, we can believe that even in the midst of chaos and turmoil, that God can turn that thing around. He is the God of the turnaround. He is a mighty God. So, never let your worries master you. Because if you let them, what you worry will master you if you let it. Listen to this. If you're facing a giant and we're facing giants in our nation, there's all kinds of things going on. Remember what David said to Goliath. I come to you. I come against you in the name of the Lord. The battle is the Lord's. I believe if we pray, I believe if we get together and we stand in faith, that we will see the intervention of Almighty God in every situation that we face. And so I am declaring today that I will not give in and this church will not give in to defeat. We will not give in to discouragement. We will not give in to depression and we will not live in disappointment. Anybody else want to join in on that declaration with me? Our God is a supernatural God. We will not panic. I said we will not panic. Because our God is able. You know, we live in a time and in a day and in a culture when so much of what has happened has affected the church. Y'all here this morning. So much of what has happened has affected the church in that coach, the church has quit preaching that God's a mighty God, that he's a glorious God, that he's a supernatural God, and that he still does supernatural things. They stopped preaching it. And you know, really, for all of us who know the Bible, what has happened in our culture it really should not be that shocking to us because the Bible says that in the last days, perilous times will come. But here's what shocked us, how fast it happened. See, we went from a president who campaigned and said, I believe that marriage is between a man and a woman. And then suddenly in the midst of it, two years ago, everything changed. And before we knew it, even the laws had changed and the Supreme Court had ruled against it. And so it's, it's, you know, it's not shocking that it happened. It's shocking how fast it happened. But I declare that 1 Samuel 12, 16 says, Now therefore stand and see this great thing which the Lord will do before your eyes. We have a mighty God who is able, and I want you to know this, and I want you to say it with me. God God is greater greater than my trouble. trouble. That is true. But here's the thing. We quit preaching that God is a miracle-working God in our churches. Churches and pastors today have distinctly lowered their estimate of the significance of miracles, 
that God is a God who intervenes. And we have, listen, we have become so intellectual that we're leaving out the miracle God. Am I preaching the truth or am I preaching the truth? Look at Luke chapter four. This is not in the notes, guys, if y'all are looking for it up there. This is, I'm going to spend just a few minutes here and then we'll go home. But look with me at Luke chapter four. I want to show you something. Luke chapter four, and let's start about verse 16. So he came to Nazareth, talking about Jesus, where he had been brought up. First of all, that's some tough ground right there. Ministering to your family, ministering where everybody knows you and knew you when Shep was a pup, that's tough. That's right, amen. He went, so he came to Nazareth where he'd been brought up, and as was his custom, as he went to church, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. Keep going on the screens if you would. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. And to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. You know something that's powerful here too? Let me just insert this. You know what he left out of that quote? He said he left out the day of the vengeance of our God. Jesus took our punishment. Jesus took our pain. He took our suffering. God, I got to quote Andrew. God's not mad. God's not even in a bad mood. God delights, watch this, in showing mercy. And as we pray, we are believing for the mercy and the grace of God to restore our nation and for the hand of God, for his glorious love and grace to be poured out and revealed in our land and to bless our land. Can somebody say amen? Amen. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. He closed the book, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And every eye in that church was on him. I bet it was. And then he said to them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Oh, my. So all bore witness to him. Watch this. And marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. Now, that's one reaction. This is marvelous. They were in a mood of reception. They were in the place of this is anointed. This is powerful. They were able to receive until somebody said, Isn't that Joseph's son? And the whole atmosphere shifted. (laughs) 
Is this not Joseph's son? And he said to them, you will surely say this proverb to me, physician, heal yourself. Whatever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also in your country. Then he said, assuredly, I say to you, as no prophet is accepted in his own country. Then he goes on, he talks about Elijah. Verse 28, then all those in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with faith. We're filled with wrath. And rose up, thrust him out of the city, took him out to a cliff, and we're going to throw him off and kill him if God had miraculously delivered him. And if you read the story, you'll find out he just just, just kind of... They were so they were foaming at the mouth, mad, ready to throw him off of the cliff, and he literally just walked right through them and just wow. That they might throw him off down over the cliff. Verse twenty nine. Then passing through the midst of them, he went his way. But now here's what I want you to see. They rejected who he was and what he could do. And because as a city and as a people, they rejected who he was and what he could do, he took his message and his ministry to other places and look at what happens in the next few verses. Come on, somebody help me in the house this morning. We have quit preaching that God is a healer. We have quit preaching that God is a deliverer. We have quit preaching that God does the miraculous. We have stopped preaching and teaching in signs and wonders and miracles. We sang this morning, I believe in God. I believe in you, Lord. I believe in miracles. We must, we must preach the word of God in order for the miraculous to happen. It must be declared and it must be received. God is a miracle working God. Yes. Yesterday, today, and forever. Look at what happens. He went down to Capernaum. A city of Galilee was teaching him on the Sabbath. They were astonished at his teachings, for his word was with authority. And there was a synagogue, somebody who had an unclean spirit. He cried out with a loud voice. Jesus rebuked him, verse 35, and said, Be quiet and come out. He came out, did not hurt him. They were all amazed and spoke uh, among themselves saying, what a word is this? For with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits and they come out. And the report about him went out into every place in the surrounding region. And he arose, verse 38, from the synagogue, went into a house. Simon's mother was sick with a high fever. They made request of him concerning her. So he stood over her, rebuked the fever, and it left her, and immediately she arose and went to feed them. It makes all the difference in the world where the word is received, where the word is preached, where the word is declared, and the spirit with which it is received or rejected. Verse 40. Now, when the sun was setting, all those who had anyone sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid hands on some of them, no, on every one of them and healed them. 
Oh, Nazareth, look what you missed. I want you to declare with me in this house, we will not miss out on anything God has for us. We must not and we cannot stop preaching that God is a God of miracles. He healed them all. Demons came out. Watch this. Saying, you are the Christ, the Son of God. And he rebuking them did not allow them to speak, for they knew that he was the Christ. The religious people in Nazareth didn't know who he was, but the devil did. Sometimes the devil knows more than a lot of religious people. See, there are people who will try to talk you out of, and what, what are you saying? Be careful that you don't follow and listen to those who will try to talk you out of your miracle. Well, you know, you ought not to go to a church like that out there and get your hopes up. Because you know you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. You ought not to go to those meetings. I'm telling you, go to those meetings and you're going to get messed up. You better not hang around with Jesus. After all, this is just Joseph's son. Who does he think he is? You better stay away from that kind of thing. Listen, I got a word for you today. God is a God of the miraculous. God is a God of the impossible. God is a God who can do all things. We're going to declare it. We're going to proclaim it. We're going to preach it. We're going to receive it. We're going to act on it. We're going to rejoice in it. We're going to worship over it. We're going to sing, we're going to shout, we're going to dance, we're going to do everything that God has declared in his word for us to do. That's the kind of God we serve. Somebody say amen. Oh my, 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 my. And listen, the end of the story is this. They fell in love with him so much, they tried to talk him into just building a church right there and not going anywhere else. Read the rest of the story. He said, I, Joe, he said, I got to go. And they said, no, stay here. Nazareth rejected. Capernaum received. And because they received, because they received, they experienced the miraculous power, the delivering power of Almighty God. But you know, part of our problem is Nazareth only knew him after the flesh. I'm going to close, but look at, look at uh, 2 Corinthians. Let me show you something, and I'm going to tell you a story. 2 Corinthians, what did we say that was? 5? 2 Corinthians 5. Look at 2 Corinthians 5, 16. What's this? Therefore, from now on, we regard no one You can miss your deliverance because you, reje- you reject the package that it's dressed up in, the clothes it's wearing, what it looks like, its sermon style, the way it teaches. I 
like going out there with that preacher screaming and hollering and wearing cowboy boots and jeans and running around. I'll tell you what, I'm not going to go out there at that place into that house. Therefore, we regard no one, no one, no one according to the flesh. Well, bless God, I ain't going to have no woman laying hands on me. Well, go ahead and miss your miracle, you old so-and-so. Can I preach a little bit in the house this morning? Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Last night, Douglas, uh, boy, it was a God thing, brother. You sent me that text because I didn't realize it was going on at the time. And I, I'm getting mad Saturday nights. I'm thinking about, you know, knowing it's spring break week and crowds. And, it, you know, it shouldn't affect me. But, you know, man, I have to pray through. I have to press through those things and deal with them. And, and so I'm, I'm at the house dealing all that. And Douglas sent me a text and said, man, there's something you might want to look at. Pull it up. Boy, that's what I did. So I pulled that meeting up out in California. Not man, they were worshiping God. And I was just basking in it, just loving it. And then they started ministering. And this is, they had, I think, between 70 and 100,000 people there at this point. And they started ministering like we did this morning. Just praying for people. And, and I'm talking, watching the gifts of the Spirit work and operate. And I'm going, I've got confession. Okay, I'm going to have to confess to you this morning, all right? Can y'all handle it, all right? We just said we don't know anybody after the flesh, okay? So you just said you did. I, I've trapped you. But I'm going to tell you, I'm like you. I got to, I have to deal with things like this too. And uh, I have never experienced any problems, any major problems, really, uh, with allergies. In fact, I thought allergies. What's that? Ain't no big deal. Well, uh, until the last week, and Susan and I have been through torment. And I'll never, ever minimize again anybody that says I've got these problems. Listen, I'm going to tell you, we have been through, it was bad. That's all I'll say. And I'm telling you, we have been fighting and battling and standing. And, and so what does that have to do with last night? Let me tell you. So we, it, this meeting is on and I'm watching and there's, there's a one, like I said, this has nothing to do with gender. But there's this one particular lady, she, got, she started ministering, and she's bugged me. Some of y'all think, boy, who is it? I got to know who it is. It doesn't matter. That's not the point. Nothing about her message, just her style. <laughs> so my first thought was, oh, man. Come on, don't y'all look at me like y'all, all you, I tell you, all you glow in the dark, nuclear Christians who never have a problem. I wish I would like you. You'll never have a bad thought about nobody and you don't never have to deal with any of this. Well, God, pray for me. God will have mercy on me. But you know, boy, God spoke to my heart. And I had just read this verse, I just read to you this week, out of Corinthians, about we don't know anybody after the flesh. Well, boy, I'm telling you in an instant, I opened my heart. My mind was set free. 
I was liberated from that thing, and it had nothing to do with her being a lady, nothing at all. And she began to minister in the, in the gifts of the Spirit, and she began to declare healing. And she stopped, and she said, God is delivering somebody from really bad allergies. Oh, hallelujah. Now watch this. Old mindset. New mindset. I hollered out to Susan. Susan! Healing has just been declared and released in this house. Somebody help me in here. I said, Susan, healing has been released in this house. I know it. And it is as if God himself was getting a kick out of this. She began to minister some more. And in a minute, she went back and she said, and God is saying, I'm delivering somebody from allergies. I'm like, okay, twice. (laughs) My God. And then as if that wasn't enough, finally toward the end, she was on her knees and she was praying. And I'm telling you, I'm feeling it. Now, I don't have to feel it like Charlotte said, but I'm telling you by this time, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I said, Susan, this is a God word for us. It is for us. It's been released. And finally, the third time she said, I'm telling you, God is telling me, God is delivering people from allergies. I'm telling you, I begin to feel it. I begin to sense it. I begin to experience it. I begin to worship over it. And last night I went to bed. I went to sleep and I slept all night. I did not cough one time, not one time, not one time. What am I saying? Healing is for today, but we got to be careful about rejecting the package, the way the package is wrapped so that we miss the present. Can somebody say amen in this house? Well, I'll tell you what, I had a, it is a revolutionary change and radical revelation that really gripped me. And I begin to see some things. And that doesn't mean that we're not supposed to be discerning. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is we let so many things stop us, just like the people from Jesus' hometown did. When God is trying to bless us, and we don't want to get, we're not going to get that blessing because we don't like who it's coming through. God forbid. Our God is a God who says all things are possible. And I choose to remember this day, the mighty God, the glorious God, the healing God, the God who blesses and does not curse, the God who is above and not beneath, the God who says I am more than a conqueror. 
the God who imparts life to me, the God who imparts blessing to me, the God who does great things in my life, the God who delivers from addiction, the God who sets free, the God who can do all things when we get in agreement with him. That is the God we serve. And I choose this day to remember that God and I release him in our life. I release him in our future. I release him in this church and I stand in agreement. We will see the glorious mighty hand of God revealed in this house and in our nation and in your house. I want you to say with me, thank you, Lord. Everybody stand up. Everybody stand up. Thank you, Lord. Great and mighty works are coming to my house. I open the door and I choose to remember the God of miracles. My God is able. He has defeated the enemy. And I stand this day clothed in righteousness. Therefore, my life will declare the glory of God. Every enemy of my destiny is defeated. Every enemy of my health is under my feet. My God is a mighty God, a miracle working God, a delivering God, a God who blesses. I call this day great increase into my life, into my future, into my ministry, into every aspect of who I am. That's my God. I remember this day my miracle working, delivering, glorious, mighty, overcoming God. Thanks again for listening to Live Church of Mobile's podcast. If you would like to find out more about our church, you can visit us at livechurchmobile.com.